Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Manscaped, the very best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Oh, my God. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LGB at manscaped.com. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. As the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, ID Life provides its members with high-quality ingredients backed by pure science. It's science. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with Dustin about how you can reach your goals today. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Centerize Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centerizebury.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Center Ice Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go blues. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a dining brook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 31 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is the often imitated but never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Uh, This is our live post-game show following the Blues-Avalanche game that just wrapped up with Avalanche uh, did beat the Blues uh, 4-3. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Sorry for those who haven't watched. I don't. I don't think anybody's watching this show to actually get the score of the game. <laughs> uh, or, or if anyone's watching this show before they watch the game, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, Where that's are a your bad call. <laughs> God, you're a terrible listener. We don't want you listening to our show anymore. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, and by RockinThatIDLife.com, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, and by CenterizeBrewery.com, St. Louis's first and only hockey-themed brewery. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, April 14th, 2021. This is franchise episode number 297 all-time. Your host, Senator yours, Julie Kurt Price, Billy Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking St. Louis Blues hockey. To interact with the show on social media, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just do a search for us. If you can listen to a podcast, you can certainly search the internet. Uh, check out our Discord server at letsgoblues.com slash Discord. A fun way to interact with other Blues fans with voice or text chatting. It's like a chat room on steroids. So it's very cool. Check it out. We are live dual streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show, smash the bell so you'll get notifications when we do go live. I was not here last week for the show for the first time in seemingly forever. Uh, You guys did a fantastic job holding down the fort. Uh, Very nice show last week. Good job, guys. I agree. I agree. And uh, by the way, the... 
The reason that Kurt Price is back is uh, the Teal Town USA gave Kurt a physical and um, he did not pass. <laughs> yeah, he, he failed the physical. So he is now back with Let's Go Blues Radio, well, unfortunately. You know, well, when Eric asked me to cough and I refused, that was it. I was I was <laughs> told to get my ass back to Let's Go Blues Radio. That's unfortunate. <laughs> but we were looking forward to Puck Guy 14. But, uh, Kurt, we're, we'll, we'll be happy to ride you out for the rest of the season, and, and we'll see what uh, free right. agency brings us. Okay. All right. So I was not – I was uh, – uh, it was a uh, – I guess I, w- I was almost like a Mike Hoffman where I was going to be traded, and it kind of happened, felt, felt the physical had to come back. So – yeah. I'd say more of a Jason Arnott signing with the Rangers after he signed with the Blues. Okay. He okay. failed his physical and or, uh, could not play. Okay. All right. Or a Keith Kachuk in training camp when he uh, yeah that too did not got show up sent home got sent home yeah he got he got sent or home got got sent back to Taco Bell maybe. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the uh, official beers of episode number 297. So we'll get into the, the post-game show talk in, uh, in a second here. So uh, real quick, uh, uh, Bill, what are you, uh, what are you drinking uh, to, uh, before we discuss this post-game show? Can't, it's got a glare. What is that? Voodoo? What was that? Voodoo? Yeah, it's, it's a glare. It's, uh, yeah, Voodoo, um, one of the Voodoo Ranger IPAs, um, Captain Dynamite IPA from New Belgium. Um, I was I was in the mood for uh, light IPA this week and just was at the at the schnook and uh, picked it up <laughs> at the schnook. <laughs> I kind of love that. <laughs> I think we have a new name for when we go to schnook at the schnook. <laughs> well, uh, all right. What do you got? You obviously you obviously didn't grow up where I grew up, so at the schnook. No. No, I mean I didn't grow up that far from where you grew up, but where you and I grew up, the the uh, the uh, trends were the, the the language the quite different. What, yeah, it was different. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The slang, the lingo was a little different. Very much so. Jeff, what do you got, sir? Well, first well, of all, first as off, I'm wearing yes, your shirt. Yes, of course. As shirt. I'm wearing my wonderful. Let's go blues radio. Uh, let's go blues.com slash shop shirt. Uh, still available on there, correct? Kurt? Oh, yeah. Federico yep. Sutter. Uh, that's going to be up there, and that should be a big seller. Um, you know, probably in the uh, what the midterms election, probably, and then uh, of course in uh, the next presidential election when the when yeah. the yeah. parody election shirts are always popular. We got Federico and Sutter 24. You say, you say parody. We'll see. Maybe we'll see a run. From two Canadian guys in 2024. <laughs> Are they even eligible? <laughs> I don't know. You never know. You never know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, so my my current beer, um, again, you can buy this shirt over at letsgoblues.com slash shop uh, for Derko Sutter 24. Great shirt. Uh, my beer that I'm still drinking from the game that I was watching, the old arena lager, of course, from our friends over at Center Ice, but that is not my official beer of the episode. Uh, that's just a leftover from earlier. I am drinking a, uh, I, I wanted something, something, I wanted a treat uh, after the disappointing loss. So I got myself a banana bread beer from Eagle Brewing. I've had that on the show before. pointing at me. I've had that on yes, the show before. I love that beer. It's great. It's a great wait, beer. Um, who, who makes it? Eagle Brewery. They must have, 
Okay, so either Eagle Brewing has their own, or there's two different banana bread beers right, floating around. It's Wells. It's well, Wells is the one I had. So either they okay. sold the rights. Wells is good too. I guess, I guess there's two. Yeah, there's two. Yeah. Uh, for anybody interested, fresh bananas pack a whole bunch of aromas while rich multi hops deliver a seriously free flavor, all perfectly balanced by a masterful blend. Uh, yes, as Curtis said about the Wells banana bread beer, it tastes like I'm drinking banana bread, which is one of my favorite tastes there is. And it's it's a beer. I mean, that's too much. You mix hockey and peanut butter cups in there somehow, and that's all my favorite things. So, uh, great beer. For anybody interested, I got it at uh, Friar Tuck. I love uh, I love uh, making banana bread, and I've got a good recipe. It's a dark chocolate banana bread. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Oh, I'll oh, to yeah. try that out dark, sometime. Dark chocolate chip. Sorry. Dark chocolate chip banana bread. It's really good. I, the aroma of this is so good. It, it tastes. It's. It smells like banana bread. It's, you know what they need? It's fantastic. Yeah, dark chocolate chip banana bread stout. I wonder how it would taste. Ooh, let's talk to uh, our friend uh, Steve over at Center Ice Brewery. Yeah, he needs a he needs a chocolatey stout. I think. I think he's got the, he's got the puck of the Irish and he's got another stout, uh, rotating in. I think. But uh, yeah, yeah, chocolate stout would be nice. Make it happen, Steve. <laughs> Make it happen, Bill. Uh, what do you, or uh, sorry, Kurt. What do you yeah, have tonight? I have. Uh, it's one I've had before. That's from Schlafly in St. Louis, Schlafly Brewery, the Berry Berry Brunch Stout. Uh, I found it in the back of the fridge, so I was like, "Oh, I should probably drink this <laughs> because probably this is, yeah, it's from the holidays." So uh, yeah, it's part of the, uh, the holiday pack they had, which so it's pretty good. Uh, I had it before. It is. Uh, is there anything on here to describe it? Yeah, again. Uh, the, okay, okay. Uh, stout brewed with blueberries and blackberries with coffee added. You can really taste the coffee quite a bit. The blueberries, uh, blackberries, kind of overwhelmed by the coffee, which is typically the case when you get a coffee beer. Uh, you can taste the coffee, and it overpowers a lot of that stuff, but it's pretty good. And I'm not a coffee guy. I've said it before. I don't like coffee. Don't drink it. But coffee in my beer, I, I, I do that. I, I can't explain it. Definitely sounds right up my alley. I'll uh, I'll have to get that uh, if they if they put the same um, stout box out next year. Yeah, I'll have to pick that up. I mean, you can taste a little sweet there, so maybe there's the blueberries coming through. Uh, but uh, yeah, so if you I guess if you like sweet Swedish coffee, it's not Swedish, sweet-ish coffee. <laughs> Patrick Berglund's coffee, Swedish coffee, yeah, <laughs> big Swedish stud coffee. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Bill on the spot here, Bill. Best Swedish coffee bean. Um, <laughs> you, you're, the Riley, you're the Riley's guy. <laughs> you know, or the, 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 the Swedes don't have coffee beans that they grow and ship to O'Reilly's? No. O'Reilly's? No. Riley's? Right. No, no. <laughs> coffee can only be grown in the tropics. Oh, so <laughs> Sweden is not quite tropical. I guess not. That shows my ignorance yeah. with coffee. I did. I did. Now yeah. that you say that, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I've. I. I probably knew that, but I wasn't thinking. Yeah. <laughs> but but thanks for putting me on the spot. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm sure. I mean, uh, I. You know, anytime I get a chance to let you show off your coffee knowledge, uh, I I will let you do that. But I'm sorry, I. Or lack thereof. Yeah. Well, there is no knowledge. Apparently, there is no Swedish coffee knowledge to have <laughs> in this case. So, on uh, on that segue, um, 
I guess we can talk about shaving balls. Is there anything better than the fresh mowed grass at the ballpark on opening day? How about freshly groomed balls? Our sponsors at Manscaped, the global leaders in below the waist grooming, are here to help you strike out your bush for good. Talk about the ultimate utility man. Manscaped is like the Nolan Arenado of ball trimmers. It's time to keep your testes fresh and clean with the Perfect Package 3.0, which includes the Lawnmower 3.0 Skin Safe Electric Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Spray-On Toner for your balls made from soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. And speaking of comfort, the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs are also included and will bring your boxer game to the next level. It's a whole new balls game, folks, and Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LGB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code LGB. Baseball's back. Don't let your pubes get out of whack. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, as far as Manscaped goes, the um, uh, people think of the trimmers and things uh, that they offer, which is obviously a huge uh, product of theirs, a fantastic product. But um, the, like I said, their, uh, their cologne and their lotions and things uh, have a very nice scent to them. And I'm just telling you that you get compliments. I, I've, I've gotten compliments on the, uh, on the aromas. Is that the right word, the aroma? No, it's more food. The scent, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you, I, you don't want to refer to yourself. You don't want to have fragrance. the fragrance. Yes, you don't want to refer to yourself as having an aroma. That's not good for a person. <laughs> we, uh, when we were at Center Ice, I, I actually had somebody comment uh, when I, I was giving you guys shit for not seeing Space Jam. That's right, folks. Two of the three co-hosts here have not seen Space Jam, which blew my mind. I was going around table to table asking people if they had seen it and how crazy it was that two men of Curtin Bill's age had not seen it. And one of the ladies actually even said, she goes, wow, you smell really good. And her boyfriend <laughs> kind of gave, gave her a weird look. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's uh, Manscaped. Uh, check them out, manscaped.com. They have great cologne for men. Promo code LGB. Mm-hmm. 20% off and free shipping. Yeah. Yeah. Did you give her? Did you give her that LGB code, or were you afraid of getting your ass kicked at that point? No, I I actually gave her my digits. Oh, that even better. That was that was at the same table that I gave the Boston Bruins fans. Was it the that I gave the? That uh, was uh, another table. It was the table behind them. Okay, because I well, I didn't tell the story on the show that uh, when we were there, there were a table of Boston Bruins fans wearing jerseys, for some reason, and uh, I I I had some Let's Go Blues Radio Stanley Cup champion stickers with me and i went over there and i said i noticed you're wearing boston bruins jerseys <laughs> i said would you like some stickers hey sure here you go <laughs> and so they got they were good sports they were fun uh, uh okay. so it was they were good guys so yeah they they weren't uh douchey boston sports fans no they were they were they were nice they were nice and they i they said congratulations on the cup and i said you know i apologize for the trip and it was a good back and forth <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Tour account, April 14th, 1981, Mike Crombean scores in double overtime to win the preliminary playoff round for the St. Louis Blues against the Pittsburgh Penguins. This was one of those situations where Crombean, who hadn't been, hadn't had a shift in a while in overtime uh, due to a shortened bench, uh, was put onto the ice and he came through. And I actually have the paper. It's on the wall over there. I should have taken it down to show it the front page of the sports section of the, uh, is it the post? That's the, yeah, post-dispatch for that game. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah, I, uh, I love moments like that. Um, you know, to, to speak to my defensive prowess, uh, there was one time in high school when um, I did not see the ice in overtime uh, just because I'm a defensive guy. We wanted to win the game. It was a team we felt we could beat. And you didn't want so, to get the goal? Uh, exactly. Well, <laughs> shut up. No, it's because I'm a defensive specialist, so it was okay. We don't need the defensive guy out there. We need four guys who can play offense. And uh, late in the period, they with about a minute left, they were like, Ponder, go ahead and get out there. I went out there, took one shot, scored the game-winning goal, and it was a big moment. And I know for a guy like uh, Mike Crombie, you know, obviously not comparing myself to an NHL player, but that's a big deal to somebody who doesn't normally see the ice in overtime. So very, very cool and obviously a very big moment that uh, many Blues fans still remember. So I'm sure you dropped your stick and then just skated off the ice, went right to the locker room, not didn't go to the bench, right? Just. Yep. No, I, I actually just jumped over the boards. That's mic, how excited I was. Mic drop moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. April 14th, 1994. This was an epic regular season game in Blues history. Uh, if you weren't alive... Or uh, well, if you weren't alive or weren't a Blues fan during this game, because it's '94, this is you know what 25 years ago, or no, 27 years ago, right? So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So okay, so St. Louis beat Winnipeg three to one in the last regular season game at the arena. You would think, oh, that's why it's the a notable game. Oh no, that's not why this is a notable game. Uh, Brendan Shanahan received a bad high stick from Keith Tuchuk, who played for the Jets at the time, uh, right in the mouth. Uh, Shanahan left for repairs. Shanahan returned, scored two goals, numbers 51 and 52 for his career high uh, on the season. And then he jumped Kachuk late in the game, uh, received a game misconduct, wanted to beat the shit out of him for, for high sticking him, and, and he really gashed him good. Uh, and you can, yeah. I think, I, the, 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 the scar on his lip is that you see now today is from that moment. So if you see the scar, that's from that. Um, and uh, Shanahan was the only only the second player to record 50 goals, 100 points, and 200 penalties, uh, penalty minutes in a season. Brett Hull scored his 57th goal of the season in this game and his 700th career point. This is a fucking big game. Last game at the arena, that happened. Uh, crazy. I remember this game very well. Uh, and this yeah. and this this event for Shanahan would just just uh, was. Not the reason, but it's a good example as why of why I when he was here with the Blues, he was by far my favorite player. Loved him. He was a he was a treat to watch on the ice. Yeah, he was such a badass. You know, putting he would fight. You know, he he'd come back from that and playing playing that game. You know, with how, I don't know how many stitches were there, uh, but yeah, his face looked like Frankenstein. And scores, comes back, scores the goals, and then beats the ever living shit out of Kachuk. Yeah. Or just pummeling him on the end boards. Just, yeah. We, we game had, I'll never forget. We had two 50 goal scores on that team with Shanahan and Hall. That, I mean, yep. that isn't, that, I mean, it was in a higher, it, goals were more prevalent uh, in that era. Right. But still, uh, mm -hmm. that was. Right. And that, I mean, that, that, how how many people got into hockey during that era because of Hull, and then with Shanahan on top of that, it, it was great. So this is '94, the you know the end of the era, um, the end of the arena, um, and the 
the year before. So Keenan wins the cup, right? Keenan wins the cup with the Rangers. Mm -hmm. And then the lockout hits. They come back in January of 96 is the next game. Or no, it was January of 95 because it was the lockout. Shortened season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, you know, at the end of that season's when they bring in um, Keenan and then Keenan dismantles the team as we knew it and Shanahan's gone. Although, netted a fairly decent return, I guess. Oh, I mean, yeah, and that was that was the thing where the the, the conversation with the Blues uh, surrounding the Blues was with fans. A lot of fans were pissed that we traded Shanahan, and I was I was mad, but I understood that uh, we're getting a really, really, really good player in return. So, uh, Bill, if you could do it over again, uh, would you? Uh, I know I know what Jeff's answer is because Pronger is his favorite player. But if you could do it over again, would you trade Shanahan for Pronger? Um, I don't think I would. Hindsight, you know, with with Pronger, yeah, knowing I what mean, Pronger became, right, right, right. Um, if I if I had any control over in uh, over a redo for that, Keenan never comes here. And, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but but yeah, I I I don't think I would. I I mean, I remember right where I was. When I learned that we was on a road trip, and this is you know before I was had enough money to afford a cell phone because this is the era of the bag cell phone, and only rich douchebags who drove convertibles had them. You remember that era, but I remember calling home from checking in on a gas from a gas station and calling home. My mom's like, um, Brendan Shanahan got traded, yeah. and I, I. I think I screamed, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. And when I heard he got traded for Pronger, who all I knew at that point was he was a high draft pick, but it already had a DUI. Yeah. (laughs) What is this? Yeah. And he was Uh, 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 not well behaved. (laughs) So, I mean, I mean, we got, we got, you know, arguably the best player in franchise history. You know, I mean, you could put him up there with Hall. You can make arguments. Um, it's funny that uh, that you would say that, and I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm, I kind of would. I mean, I love Bronger, but I'm I I think I think I just want to. I mean, I guess hindsight being, we didn't win a cup with Pronger, so I'd be like, eh, hindsight, maybe we win it with Shanahan. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, and I and I think that the whole hindsight thing's colored by the fact that you know he went he went to the wings and won yeah. how many cups? Right, and that that's right. sucks. That's the part that that I, and, and people know him more as a wing than any other team. That's and that sucks because his best years were here. I mean, he won a cups with Detroit, but he was his, statistically speaking, his best years were here. Let's not forget, guys, real quick. Uh, that's the only thing I'll add to this. Without that trade, the Blues don't get Jordan Bennington. Yeah, the Blues don't win a Stanley Cup. That, you know what? I don't. I, I don't. I mean, I understand the, how the domino effect and the butterfly effect the, works. The trade tree. Yeah, trade but tree. you know what? At, 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 but we could have still acquired Bennington at some point. It could have worked out. A diff- we could have made a different trade at some other point, gotten the same pick, and made it happen. You never know. But yes, I. I mean that they did happen that way. So chances are, maybe we don't. Uh, April 14, 2014, Brian Elliott named the second star in uh, Yaroslav Halak, named third star in a combined shutout in the St. Louis Blues 3-0 win versus the San Jose Sharks. 
Uh, this is a uh, playoff game. Uh, had some fights at the end of the game. This was the don't open the Roman Polak, Polak door game, uh, which was a quote by Ken Hitchcock after the game where Polak kind of destroyed Braun and Sabotka won his fight against. I can't remember who he fought, um, but epic game. Another epic game in Blues history that mm-hmm. they won. Uh, April 14, 2019, uh, motivational uh, message by Kelly Chase debuted during the pregame for the first 2019 home playoff game of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, his memorable line was, uh, they said we couldn't be here. Hey, buddy, we're here. So pretty epic. Um, that was part of his historic cup run and will live on forever in St. Louis, as, as if Chase wouldn't be remembered forever in this town anyway. Uh, this is just one more thing, one more amazing thing that he adds to his legacy here. So it's just uh, cool. did they win or lose that game, fellas? Oh, they oh against Winnipeg, they oh against Winnipeg the first they game they lost. They lost. They did lose, didn't they? Yeah, they lost. Yeah. They, they were lost. down 0-2 going they lost. That's right. They lost. Yeah, that's right. And then they, and they, they, no, they, no, 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 no. They won the first two in Winnipeg. They're up 2-0, and then Winnipeg right. came back and yes. tied the series that's in right. St. Louis. Just, right. We had to we had to start there because. We didn't finish the season as strong as we and, and everybody was starting to panic and saying that uh, this was uh, uh, what uh, Chicago all over again when we beat Chicago twice in the first yeah, round. And then they were they were down late in uh, Game Five as oh, well. Oh, James Schwartz. Yes, game. my God. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's actually my favorite game to go back and rewatch. Like to to get me back. In that, that is a mindset. fun game. Yeah, that was a right? fun game. You know sure. the the the. the the Dallas game seven, of course, but that one is awesome. That's when you knew there was magic. Uh, and we will uh, get to uh, some comments here and uh, we'll uh, get to the post game show chat in after this message from ID life. Hey guys, it's Jeff. I'm constantly finding myself grinding away in the corners with weight loss or muscle gain. Whenever I asked the experts for help, it was never anything feasible for my lifestyle. I spoke with my friend Dustin over at rockinthatidlife.com, and he explained that there's something known as active fat, which is fat stored in our abdomen that influences hormonal functionality. Because it's in the abdomen, it's close to vital organs. Don't you want something that'll be your third man in? RockinThatIDLife.com offers Slim Plus, which helps remove stored fat and burn it as energy. Slim Plus also includes alpha-lipoic acids, which functions as the team bus, transporting nutrients where they need to be stored within your body. This will assist with energy and improve your overall mood. So whether you're looking to put on muscle or lose weight, Slim Plus has your back. Find out more at rockinthatidlife.com. That's rockinthatidlife.com. And tell them Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. So real quick, I just want to discuss a little bit of Slim Plus. I I mentioned it last week that uh, I was getting my Slim Plus package in the mail. Uh, Got it on Friday, started then. I've been drinking two a day, which is what they recommend. Uh, I will say that I've not lost any weight yet, but it's not really what I'm looking to do. Um, Again, like you heard in the commercial, it's for weight loss. It's for muscle gain. Whatever it is you're looking to do, uh, for me, it's just a matter of finding the right energy, helping me crush those late-night cravings to eat, which is constantly what I'm doing. And, um, you know, I've made a couple lifestyle changes in the last couple years to – I'm sorry, last couple weeks 
to, to, to help myself out in other ways. But, uh, yeah, the late-night cravings, yeah, I'm still, every now and then, I'm like, oh, man, some Cool Ranch Doritos sound pretty good. But, uh, you know, when I'm, uh, like, you know, after the sh- they are the best. Uh, after the show, like tonight, I doubt I'll be eating anything. Uh, I've come home from hockey a couple nights since then. I have not been munching on chips or anything or pretzels or whatever it is uh, that uh, I normally eat after I play hockey. I've just been kind of relaxing, watching TV for a half hour and then going to bed. Uh, so is it helping? I I don't want to say yes for sure. I don't want to steer you in the wrong way, but I'll say that it's definitely not hurting. I'm seeing a lot more energy throughout the day, uh, just like their energy formula does. Uh, I've been taking that in its place, and it's been doing the same job in terms of energy. And I really do think I'm, I'm, I need to start keeping track, really, but I think I'm consuming less. Uh, so I think we're going to start seeing some of the weight come off. I'd like to lose about 15 pounds. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah, as far as as far as the taste goes, it's phenomenal, just like the energy stuff is. And uh, yeah, if you if you're interested in maybe trying to drop a few pounds, whatever your goal is, whether it's putting on more weight, whatever it is, Slim Plus, uh, it's going to help you uh, crush some of those cravings you get for snacking. And uh, I, I really think since Friday, I have been snacking less. I'll start keeping track so I can speak to it better. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, if you're looking for something that does that kind of work, uh, Slim Plus might be the way to go. So, again, let our friend Dustin know over at rockinthatidlife.com and let him know Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Uh, we got some comments uh, in the chat about the game tonight. So, um, you know, the San Luis versus Colorado. Um, the Avalanche did beat the Blues four to three, uh, kind of a back and forth game, uh, in, in a way. So, um, uh, Austin Lynch says, uh, God, man, if the ref didn't lose sight of the puck early in the game, it's a whole different game for the Blues. Very true. I was, that was, I mean, that for those that watched, I mean, they saw the game, you know, that, that loose puck behind Dub, Dubnik that was, that was, uh, shoved in by, uh, who shoved it in? Uh, Perron. 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 Yeah, that should have been a goal. So, um, yeah, but unfortunately, I, I at first I said, "Man, come on, you got to have your eye on the puck." But then I did see his angle where he was at. He was in the right position, and you see that the way the goalie reacts and the way his defenseman kind of reacted, and you do think he has the puck covered. Yeah. And so it's it sucks. It's a bad break, but at the end of the day, you know you see that a lot. And yeah, when a team loses, you're going to point to that and say that's an issue. But um, it's hard for me to blame the ref on that. Uh, when they lose sight of the puck, that's what they're taught. I didn't see the puck. I got to blow my whistle. And that's yeah. exactly what happened. And I'm not blaming the official. I just, I, it's just, it was just a, like I said, it was a bad break. Um, it, it was, it was loose. It, it, I mean, the whistle didn't, shouldn't have been blown. I mean, it, granted he lost sight of the puck, but it was, I mean, technically it was loose. So. Uh, should have been a goal, but I mean, it shit happens. Uh, Keith Price says uh, you you'll need to do a coffee of the show. That's that might be Bill's take, actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> coffee of the show. Yeah, <laughs> have, have a little uh, little side segment where Bill does the, the like Jeff and I check out for like two minutes, and Bill just talks about his uh, favorite coffee of the week. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I I spend. Uh, 
more on coffee than I do on beer. So that's hey, you, you could, not a half you bad could idea. Get a little smoking jacket and get a little faux fireplace there and just <laughs> Right. Right. I could I could pull shots of espresso during the show and have... <laughs> nice. Uh, except that we do our show usually nine fifteen ish. Yeah. And I don't do decaf. So no, wouldn't work. All right, we'll we'll start we'll start doing a morning episode every Wednesday <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, How about that. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let's go blues morning coffee. <laughs> there it is. Let's do it. Let's, let's go blues. Let's go blues radio morning brew. Yeah, morning brew. Yeah, because that uh, d- there yeah, you go. I, like I mean, that's not that's actually not a bad idea. But uh, I mean, people. I mean, I work <laughs> during the week. I was gonna say if we can quit our yeah. jobs. Yeah. <laughs> right. If we if we right. we just we just need about uh, 150 more sponsors. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we were if if we could quit our jobs and just do this full time, hell, I'd do a I'd do a, a podcast every day. You know, for a Dude, morning and evening. Every day, I would be so drunk all the time because <laughs> I would just our beer of the episode would just take over my life. How fun would it be to talk <laughs> hockey in the morning for a show and then in the evening for a show and. Almost like just have a, have a fucking radio station, just just broadcasting something all day long. Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's make it happen. F one seven Nighthawk. She literally said, took the words out of my mouth. Let's make, make it, it happen. happen. <laughs> yes. She she went off on Twitter earlier about people not funding her. It's like everyone else's fault for not funding her to so she could be in St. Louis to watch all the Blues games because it was she when she goes they win, and so, I mean. So it's you, it's it's your it's your fault for not funding us for not doing this for not having a show twenty four seven. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, how about hot wings of the show? Jason Miller says we could watch them struggle with sauce all over their hands and faces. Hot wings of the you're show. You're basically just wanting us to do a blues version of hot ones. Is that basically what you're asking, crappy goalie? I would I would love to do that. Uh, the, the, I love, I love, I love hot wings. I mean, I would burn my face off. I'd be in pain, but it'd be fun. That's what it's called, right? Hot ones. Hot That's ones, what it's yeah. Called? Yeah, there's two. Uh, yeah, the hot ones. The interview with the, you know, the, the hot wings, which is great. Now it's now they have like a game show too, or something. It's kind of weird. But you know, something something successful. They got to like take it and ruin it. Um. Anyway. Uh, first period uh, with the Blues. A real, I I thought this was a real fun period. Um, and I think uh, hell yeah, you guys. Oh yeah, I was. Uh, blues played strong. Um, I I thought had the edge the first ten minutes or so. They really had some good chances. Had they own the ozone time. Uh, Bozak hit the post early, and there was that goal that was taken away. Uh, or not taken away, but didn't you know the whistle was blown early. Um, and then Colorado scores. Uh, Pierre Edward Bellamere scores uh, his sixth goal of the season, 10 28 in from O'Brien and, and Comfer. Um, I know the, the 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 whole play developed kind of quick, but I thought that you know on replay, I didn't notice it in real time, but in replay, I thought Walker could have stepped up there because he was over on the far, uh, like in the slot, in the low slot defending nobody, and the play is off to his right where everyone is. I thought he could have stepped up there in that in that hole a little bit. Just in case something came squirted free, uh, and it did. I, that's, I mean, that's asking a lot of a guy because the play happened so quick. But uh, that's, I don't know. It was, it was a bang bang play, quick, check, quick, well placed shot. Uh, beat Bennington. I don't know. 
and I, 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 you know what? The Avalanche are a damn good hockey team. They're a Stanley Cup favorite for a reason. Mm. Goals like that, you know, you just kind of, kind of tip your cap and say, yeah, that's just going to happen. That's them getting production from their fourth line. And um, we'll talk about some goals later that uh, I did not will not say the same thing about, but I thought that was a fine goal by the Avalanche, and uh, you just kind of hope the Blues will bounce back, which they did. Yeah, and you know we uh, Vince Dunn scores on a a power play goal, real nice uh, centering pass from Bozak, and it was funny when this uh, it was centering pass redirection pass Dubnik uh, far post, perfect pass, uh, nice perfect redirection on the ice. Uh, but it was funny because after uh, you know those goals happened, I was like, "Oh, Bozak to Dunn, oh, two guys that everybody wanted traded." <laughs> uh, just kind of funny that it worked out that way. Well, you, Armstrong wanted to trade Dunn. I heard that. I heard that. What, what's your what's your source? What's your source there, Jeff? I mean, I I don't have a source. I I can't tell you. I, I mean, if Elliot Friedman's not going to give up his sources, I'm not giving up mine. <laughs> I. <laughs> Sorry for anyone Jeff. not in the know. This is a Twitter argument that has been going on for a couple of days with Kurt and somebody Jeff's else. Jeff sources hockey bro. Uh, I don't. It's, it's hockey, hockey bro. bro. Hockey, hockey bro. Hockey bro. Hell yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's an argument. It's more of an interesting discussion. And uh, that's true. I find it kind of funny. By myself. Interesting. I mean, not interesting at all. I, it, it's 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 comical to me. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I think it's funny. Um, I like I like Bill's response to us. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not interesting at all. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's why Bill has probably not responded to that uh, conversation whatsoever. <laughs> so. I typically stay out of those, but man, that that was just a fun one. I couldn't I couldn't keep my mouth shut. I mean, you know, I I mean, well, I mean, it's you know, I, it's 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 a it's a legitimate thing. I mean, someone makes a makes a claim, and then you know that, then someone says, "What's your source?" and they they don't want to reveal it, and people question. It's just a natural thing. I mean, if you don't want to reveal your source, I man. I will say when I, when when guys, I don't know if you know that I used to be in the media. Um, what there was I never heard there that was before. there was there was one time where I Why did actually get a source. It? I I know this is all brand new news to everybody who listens to this show. Um, you need a raise. You no, know, I. Uh, I actually did have somebody in the media, I still can't say who, slip me some information. Somebody in Blues Media, he's I like, hey, I, can't, really I can't get this out. He's <laughs> like, I can't get this out, but you can. And so I, I put it out there, and that was the only time, one time, that I said, I'm sorry, I can't say who my source is, but this is going to happen. And it did happen. Ian Cole was was traded. And that's the thing. If If you make a claim, okay, and then it happens. Then you build up a reputation as far as being accurate. So you don't need to necessarily reveal who your sources are because you've got a good track record of your right your your, your claims, right? I mean, so mm -hmm. so if you if you make a lot of claims and you don't reveal your sources and you're not accurate in what you're saying, uh, then I guess people question. Which you is you know what? Can I, I can I say one one other time? It's been so long that I, I think I'm just gonna go ahead and blow this wide open. For those who don't remember, years when when Pat Maroon signed, I actually was the one that broke that Pat Maroon was gonna sign for one year, uh, for about a million, and then uh, in January they were gonna talk to uh, discussion about extension. Um, I broke that. I was the first one to break it, and then I think it was Lou Korak. 
about a week later that said the that. same thing. So he kind of confirmed it. I remember that. Um, I couldn't give my source. Uh, I'm still not going to exactly give who the you... source was, but I want to say it was a member of Pat Maroon's family yeah. that I got that information from. And you don't have to because you because you were right. right. You were right. You know, you don't have to. Your track record is... And, and you know what you had too, baby. Well, and you were in the media, so you obviously have contacts. So it's a, that's a that's a, a no, it's a common sense kind of a thing, right? So it's it's well. It's, this one was because one of one of Pat Maroon's family members got drunk and was hanging out with me after one of our well, hockey games and was uh, uh, just spouting off like, ah, yeah, Patty's gonna sign. He's gonna sign for a year, and they're gonna talk extension. It's coming out in two days. Just wait. And so I'm like, can I post this on Twitter? And this person was like, yeah, as long as you don't quote me. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. And, yeah, so that is something that actually happened. And for those of you who I, may I, remember that, that is uh, that is how it happened. It was actually a member of Pat Maroon's family and that's I, how I, told me this. And I remember, was it Korak that actually said that, yes, he actually said in a tweet that, yes, Jeff, you broke this like a week ago. I think it, I, I think did. he I think he I think he admitted to it like when somebody else said, "Oh, Jeff Ponder already," and he was like, "Oh yeah, Jay Ponder ninety four did say this." Right. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. He was a friend of the show, so of course. friend of the show. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Anyway, so uh, this this I, so the first period, great hockey period. The Blues played well. Colorado played well. Uh, it was kind of the, each team had their moments in the, in this period. Uh, good hockey, fun to watch, uh, some chances. Uh, it was fun. Uh, I think Jeff made a comment on Twitter after the period was over. Uh, I think I said the same kind of thing. Uh, it was fun hockey. And then the second period started, and this was so Colorado uh, apparently didn't like the way the first period went because they made some adjustments, and they came out a little stronger in the second period. And uh, this was not a good period for the Blues. Um they, Real uh, quick, can I? I want to yeah. make a reference to a Hollywood movie with the way this second period started. So, when the second period started, it was about two minutes in, and Colorado has all the pressure, and the Blues just look lost in their zone. It reminded me because because instantly I just go, "Oh shit!" and and that is an exact quote from Mystery Alaska. Uh, if you guys remember when they when the Rangers first come out in that game against Mystery. Uh, Hank Azaria is sitting in the in the uh, broadcast booth, and the Rangers are just yeah. cycling and making the mystery yep. team look stupid, and uh, and he just puts his head down and just goes, "Oh shit!" And that was exactly how I felt. Was I was like, "Oh, I was really excited for this second yep. period." You know what? Oh my God, they're gonna go down seven to one. <laughs> I was I was scared about the second period because the first period was 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 a good one. And I was scared about because because whenever you go into the locker room, uh, you know, coaches may say some things, adjustments may be made, and I'm always worried after the Blues have a good period and then they come out, how the other team is going to adjust, and wonder if the Blues can match it or if the Blues can make adjustments to, you know, uh, out adjust the Avalanche, if you will. And uh, so I'm always like, okay, it's almost like okay, it's a clean slate, new period. Let's see how the teams come out. And yeah, I was like, because I, I know Colorado was is so dynamic and amazing that that they could come out and just blow the doors off the Blues. Um, it's possible, and they they kind of did. Um, they they controlled the period almost from start to finish. The Blues had some chances. They had a few good chances, didn't convert. 
Um, Shen had a chance. Scandella had a I mean, Scandella was in alone on his chance. And he, oh. he, and he, 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 he pulled a Craig Janney, and he, he, he's on a breakaway, and he passes it uh, to a guy who's covered. He passed it to uh, uh, Sanford, who was covered. Uh, didn't get a good thought, shot away. I thought, personally, I thought Scandella had a rough game tonight, not just that play. I thought he just looked like the game was passing him up tonight. You know, that we said all those things about Jay Bomeister for years before he corrected his issues. I think that's how Scandella looked tonight. He did not have a good game. And that was one shining example where it was just, dude, you're in front of the net. No one's in front of you. I don't care if you put it right in the dude's arm. You got to get a shot on net and ho- at least hope for a rebound or something. I mean, you can't you can't just slide it back in front and expect a tic tac toe play there. You got to you got to put that puck on net. You got you got to see what happens. You're down by two. Right. You were down by two this time. Yeah. Right? You have to get a shot on goal. Yeah, a couple of things on on that play. You know, one we we had to you know hear Pierre Maguire then talk about how he's going to get a phone call from Sergio Mameso so <laughs> Maguire can flex his, his knowledge of his encyclopedic knowledge. That was painful. But the fact that he passed Sanford and the puck still almost went in off of Sanford's face, that would have made it worth it. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, did you guys know, did you guys, did you guys know that, that, did you guys know that Tori Krug's uh, brother is a coach in college? Because we had to hear that about 17 times. Why do, you guys, why do you guys hate cool information? Shut up. <laughs> Don't even start. Don't even start. Because the casual wait, fan's not no, going to know did. you. Right, oh, we did on, hear Kurt. tonight. Don't that, offend that... Pierre Maguire. I don't hate Pierre Maguire as much as everyone else. I, I, oh, I, I under. Nah. I've said this before. This is not new information. I don't. Oh, I, I, I love Pierre Maguire. No, I, I never love, said that. No, I, I said love Mike I. Milbury. I no. I understand. I love I underst- Mike Babcock. I hate. Maguire. I love Mike Babcock. I understand why no. people hate Pierre Maguire. I just don't. I just don't feel the same way. I don't hate him. I he can be annoying. And, but that's about as far you, as it goes with me. Are you going to go to bed happier tonight knowing that you got to hear Pierre Maguire drop Link Shipping and Malmo in, you know, in reference to Carl Soderbergh's beginnings? I mean, I, I must like, I'm going to I'm going to say a prayer on that when I go to bed tonight cuz that that was just <laughs> oh, a dream. I bet you 95% of the audience last night did not know that Momesso was in relation to Scandella. So I bet you that was interesting information for a lot of people. Uh, actually, quick, actually uh, I bet you 75% of the audience didn't know who the fuck Momesso was. <laughs> right. <laughs> or is. Uh, so I want to comment on Jason Miller's comment here in the YouTube chat. What is the Blues goal differential? What period this year? Second had to be the worst period, right? Here's my uh, radio rant. Why the fuck do we not see uh, goal differential by period? On the NHL.com stats. Yeah, I, I went to look stupid. it up, and it's not there. I went to look it up, it's not there. Yeah, they don't have that, which is stupid. Yeah. It, it, okay. Anyway, they have goals for and goals against by period. Real quick, goals for first period. We'll go, we'll go first period uh, 39 to 36. So they scored more in the first. Second period, 36 to 51. Yeah. And then uh, third period is forty-one to thirty-nine. Yeah, I knew. I, yeah, third period we, I mean, was is better for us. Uh, second period I knew was our worst. I didn't know how bad it was though. 
Yeah. We got our uh, comment of the show. Congratulations, F117 Nighthawk. Fully erect, thinking of Pierre. That's Kurt. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's his hair. It's his hair. Or lack of love. Yeah, it does. It he does me. look like a little penis. As a matter of fact, I'll be right back. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Nobody can see below your waist. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, don't pull a Jeffrey Tubin, please don't. Pull nah. a Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> uh, I do have two cameras here. I could kind of swing something. So, you know, it, it, this is Let's Go Blues Radio After Dark, right? <laughs> Not yet. Not no, yet. That's, no, that's no. After the show. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's Discord. That's Discord. Yeah, Discord After Dark. You're Let's only allowed a half mass during the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. All right, so after so I mean it was, Colorado scores three in the in the second, um, I, one of which was on the power play, goals by Comfer, Rantanen, and Saad. Um, Jeff, you said you had some issues with uh, some of these goals in the second period against us. I just um, I don't remember which one it was, but there was uh, I think it was the first goal of the period where they had a couple chances to clear Kairu, Barbashev. Yeah. They both had a couple chances to clear on the play, and um, and we saw them do it later in the in, in the period, and, and it worked out where they would kind of get the puck. And I remember one play in particular late in the period where Perron got the puck just ahead of the blue line, and then kind of stopped because he saw, I guess, that the Avalanche were changing. And he just kind of like waited in his zone, and then I think he slid it back to Krug, and then Krug moved it up. And I thought. Man, I I love that you are trying to set up a play. But if he just all you need to do, David, is take two steps forward. Get it out of the zone. Just get it out of the zone first. And I know that it's it's might it, it's probably silly to think about it that way when there's no avalanche in the zone. But let's get in the mindset of get the puck past the blue line, then set up the play. And and it's it's such uh, remedial elementary bullshit for me to sit here and, and harp about uh, an NHL team doing when I myself have never even touched a league that high. But I just look at that and I say, let's get back to the fundamentals. Let's make sure the puck crosses that blue line. Then let's think about offense. And I think that we saw that a little with that play. In again, I think it was the first goal of the second period when Kairou uh, really should have just lifted it to center. Barbashev should have lifted it to center. And I know the Avalanche are pressuring like crazy again. Give the Avalanche credit. They're a great hockey team. But uh, you've got to, your first thought has got to be just let's lift the puck to center. I don't care what you have to do. Get it to center ice. Get it out of your zone. Make the Avalanche make a change. You make a change. And then let's see what happens. I just thought a lot of the fundamentals of hockey was lost there in the second period, which led to a couple goals. You know, I mean, uh, Bruvey was critical of the Blues play in the second. He said that all three goals came on mistakes, you know. And, I mean, typically, I mean, a large percentage of goals are scored on mistakes. So you can always say that. Mm -hmm. but, um, or a mistake at some point that leads to a goal. You can always say that. But... Um, you know, overall, in the second period, uh, people were ripping the Blues left and right. And I, I understand the frustration. I understand, you know, being outscored 3 nothing in a period is not good. Usually means you played really bad. 
But uh, I, the Blues didn't play as well as they did in the first period. That's pretty obvious. But I think Colorado came out and played a much better game in the second period. I think I think they were the I think the 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 the, the class of the division was on display in the second period uh, in this game. I thought they came to play in the second period and they played a very very good period. They were pressuring the Blues. They were fast. They, they not only were they were they moving their feet, skating fast. They were moving the puck fast. So skating fast, passing pa- passing fast, and getting open. Um, I, that, that, that's that's a really and when you're accurate with those passes and, and the plays are clicking, that's really hard to stop. It's so I mean they are so talented and when they're on, they're on. And you, when they're on, you're not going to beat them. You're just not. Well, and and I felt like the I I thought the Blues actually. And this is going to be an unpopular opinion, and I, I don't know how Bill feels, but I, I think the Blues actually, with the exception of maybe the first couple of minutes, came out with the same tempo they had in the first period. It's just Colorado took that dial and just kind of cranked it up a little bit. They cranked it to eleven, basically. Thank and, you. Uh, they, if you didn't say it, I was going to. <laughs> yes, they, they, they found that next gear. They found the fifth gear. Whereas the Blues were still playing at third to fourth gear after the first period, um, and and a, a team like you know maybe if if you have a San Jose or a an Arizona or an LA, uh, you know maybe you get away with that. You get away with them playing at a higher level, and you can keep the score close and come back and still score a couple goals in the third. But a team like Colorado or Vegas just finds that next level and you're still skating at the level you were at earlier in the game, you're going to lose every time. Those two teams have way too much offensive firepower, way too much hockey IQ collectively to, uh, to, 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 to let them beat you at that game. And um, I just think the Blues, uh, they missed out on that second period. Again, I don't think they played bad. I know a lot of people did. I just think they didn't they didn't match the level that the Avalanche have and with that's something we've said for years that this team seems to play at the level of their opponent. I think for that the second period only in tonight's game they didn't. They just didn't match the level and uh that's what ultimately led to the Blues' demise tonight. Yeah, I I thought I I I didn't and I said this on Twitter and some people kind of attacked me for it um which, you know, that's Twitter. Uh, but I, I didn't think the Blues played a terrible second period, and I just—I mean, I thought—I thought I gave—I tipped my cap to Colorado, which I know was like an unheard of thing to do in sports, is to give the other team actually credit for when your team, instead of just ripping your team to shreds, uh, giving the other team credit, saying they played a almost a perfect period. Uh, I thought they played really well, and and asking the Blues to match that would be tough. You know, I mean, can they? Are they capable of it? Yeah. I mean, they, 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 the Blues could have held off Colorado in the second if they uh, hadn't made a few mistakes. But, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing is hockey is a game of, of, of taking advantage of your opponent's mistakes, usually. So um, if an opponent makes a mistake and you capitalize on it, boom, that's, I mean, that's, that's how you win games. So, well, uh, let's, let's face it, too. I, I think that uh, the Blues have to be in playoff hockey mode at this point. Yes, they. They have, uh, you know, with with the, what is it, three games, two games in hand. Two on games the, uh... now. It was three games before the before tonight. Now it's two games. Okay, so three games, two games in hand on on the Coyotes. They've got a little breathing room, especially if they win Saturday against them. 
but uh right but i i just i just feel like uh they're in playoff mode right now you you have to at the very least match the level your team's playing at for the rest of the season every period every 60 minutes and unfortunately that's right. that's i mean we can sit here all day and, and and talk about how they didn't match the level that is hard to do that is very hard to do and but if they can do it they're going to be in the playoffs no problem if you if you're asking Bill. i was just going to say like, they 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 didn't have a, the greatest second period colorado dominated the second period colorado forced their will like you know i i, I hate to to quote the nbc announcers Forslund's okay, but I McGuire, yeah, um, can't stand him. Uh, but they can't they did. Ya. They imposed, can't stand they imposed <laughs> the wall the entire period, and uh, for the Blues to just be, you know, one stick in the slot, you know, one player, um, you know, caught in, you know, s- s- sitting in front of the net. Um, during that last minute when they were getting pucks through and a couple of pucks went through the slot and nobody was there to tuck it in. The Blues were right there to win it. And, I, you know, so you talk about, Jeff, them needing to be playing playoff hockey. They did. They fought to the bitter end. They just came up short. Um, you know, the, those goals in the second period, uh, you know, I, I, sloppy play led to them. I didn't, you know, the the one, um, I, f- I think it was the third goal um, came after a missed penalty. Um, Tarasenko got hauled down, um, and there was no call. It was yes. The Blues were in the defensive zone, and Colorado goes down the other way, and uh, after some possession time, scored the goal. Um, you know, that call goes the other way. Maybe it's a different story. Um, not, And then... You know, to because I, I feel like, you know, I, I was expecting the whole time that we would be bitching more about uh, the officials on that on that goal. Um, Tyson Jost used the ref as a pick and Tory Krug is made the mistake here. I thought Tory Krug made the mistake of turning to look at the ref to say you picked us. And the puck winds up in the net seconds later. Um, you know, I, I think they got they got off their game um, just slightly, uh, but they were there at the end. They they had a chance to tie it. They they were dominating. Colorado took some frustration icing calls towards the end of the game. Um, Tyson Jost had that terrible penalty um, puck over the glass because he was too nervous about dumping it. Um, the Blues were there. And yeah. in a seven-game series, in a seven-game series, I think we we'd at least win a couple. I don't think it would be a blowout. And I also expect in a seven-game series, McKinnon's going to get injured at some point. So, <laughs> yeah, let's let's uh, let's also real quick draw attention to Bill's wonderful jersey he's wearing tonight. Let's go Blues Radio jersey. Go ahead and stand up there a little bit, Bill. Um, yeah, let's go Blues Radio jersey. It's also hanging behind me there, uh, right that shoulder yeah um beautiful stuff but uh also real quick want to draw attention to our facebook chat as that often gets ignored uh cameron smith <laughs> says hey gents good to see you my beer of the episode is lining kugel's original again exciting game tonight but lots to talk about thought about playing the benny hill theme song there for a little bit um, <laughs> about the lining kugel i i've had a number of lining kugel beers never had the original though i've always had oh, that's a- good 
I've never had. I've, I was like yeah, a summer shand. A I've had a bunch of the shandies and the and the. What was the one? The uh, berry vice. The, the berry vice. vice is the one that what was the one, summer? That was the what was the one we had back in the day? No, right. Uh, that tasted like it tasted like blueberries. Wasn't that the... what? It, this was this was back in poker days. Uh, I I, yeah. I bought, it was a it was a darker label. What was it? It was a mm-hmm. shoot. Was it? It, it was. I thought good. it was the berry vice. No, it wasn't berry vice. Yeah. It was something else. But it was uh, it was Lion Google's. I don't know. But it was really good. Haven't had it since. I think I burned down. I bought it so much. But uh, yeah, I've never I've never had the original. I I should try it. Yeah, I figured you still had some of that in your fridge. The the the, the what we bought for in the poker days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I you know what there was hosting poker was great because I'd have my beer right, but then everyone bring over beer, and everyone have like a a beer or two left over maybe from what they brought, and it would just stay in my fridge. So I had like a huge variety of beer for next, and it, it just it just grew and grew and grew, and there was always like twelve different kinds of beers in my fridge. For poker. Grew and grew and grew. Are you talking about when you watch Pierre Maguire on TV? Uh, man, you know what? Uh, I think you're overstating my love affair with, with uh, Maguire. Uh, in, in the, hey, I'm just getting that from F117 Nighthawk. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I all I'm saying is I don't think he's as, as bad as what people say he is. I, I, think, I, um, I think it's a bad rap. I just want to say that when I uh, when I used to have parties back in the day, now that COVID nineteen has hit, that's not the case. Man, I used to collect everyone's beer at the end of the night because I would always say, "Hey, you know, whatever beers left in the fridge of yours, go ahead and take it." No, 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 go ahead. It was like one or two beers, you know, but it was like ten people would do that, so I'd have like twenty beers left over, and it's just like. This is awesome. I miss having yeah. parties. Yeah. Remember yeah. when people used to have parties? I it's remember funny. those days? It's funny when parties. People leave <laughs> alcohol at your house. And, uh, yep. yeah, so people feel weird taking one or two beers back with them, you know, if out of a six-pack or a 12-pack or whatever it was, just leave it. So that's kind of it's kind of fun. I mean, you know, it's kind of the cost of, you know, it's like their admission fee to your party. It's like, ah, I'll bring 12 beers. I'll leave two. And uh, yep. not, not drinking 10 beers, but whatever. You share. So, uh, so yeah, the third period, uh, the goal review uh, that uh, the Blues got uh, it went the Blues way. When I first saw the review, I was like, "Oh, that's a goal." I mean, this is no no question. Oh, in my yeah. mind, this is a goal. The the the, the broadcasters were kind of on the fence for a while. They're trying to break it down just to make sure they don't want to go like lean one way too yeah. quick. I'm like, "Oh, guys, this is a goal. This is easy a goal." No, the the mid, the first replay. I stood up and and my wife was laughing at me because I must have said, "That's a goal." I'm just said it in that exact tone 15 times in a row. I'm like, that's a goal. That's a goal. That's a goal. That's a goal. <laughs> yeah. And I just kept saying it. I'm like, this better be a fucking goal because that's a goal. And she's like, hey, Jeff, is that a goal? And I'm like, yes. Yes, it's a goal because clearly, I mean, and, and I thought, because right before that, was it uh, Hoffman, I think, Took a shot in the collarbone up yeah. on Dubnik. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then that spot. goal goes in about a minute later, two minutes later maybe. And and you kind of saw him. I think Pareko took another shot that kind of seemed like yeah. it hurt Dubnik a little bit. And I thought, just fire the fucking puck. Like, right. and they started doing it in the third period. That's what we, like, uh, I remember Jaden Schwartz took a really off-angle shot. But it's like... Do whatever you can. Get the puck on net, and you never know what could happen. If he's struggling at all, if he's 
you know, you, you take a close shot to maybe where he has a bruise right now and where he can already feel it, maybe it tr- trickles in. You know, I I loved the way the Blues came out in the third period and were just firing pucks at clearly a guy who was was struggling a little bit either with injury or just uh, um, his dispositioning in net. Yeah, I I I thought that was you know one of the problems you know with uh, the, the Avalanche dominating the play in the second period. I mean, when everybody saw the news today that Grubauer was the one that was on the COVID protocol list um, and threatening you know the game to be canceled, um, and you knew it was going to be Dubnik and Net, it was like you know everybody's got to be happy because we just light the guy up and we just. I thought through the second period, we need to get more shots. We need to get more shots. And we just couldn't get possession of the puck to get those shots. And in the third period, that's what we did. And it was, we were uh, pretty successful. We, you know, we covered the, you know, the uh, uh, Scandella passing up the shot um, for the pass, probably a mistake. But once we started shooting, the confidence grew back with the team and, and they were, you know, I, really, like I said before, uh, on the verge could have easily tied it up there at the end. And it, that, that was probably the most frustrating part, knowing that we're against the goalie that we usually dominate and just couldn't shoot. Hoffman, so Hoffman scored at the, 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 that goal review was at 555. Got credit for the goal at 555 uh, from Kairou and Krug. And then uh, Hoffman scored again from his spot. Uh, and I've, on the power play um, with, uh, was it the three sixteen left in the game to make it a, uh, a one goal game. So this, and so this, this, this was excellent use of Hoffman. Okay. Put him on the power play. Even as, even though he's on the, in the PP two unit, he's on the PP one. I'd like to see him on the PP one just to get more time, but whatever, because he's, he's your best power play weapon. I mean, not as far as playmaking goes, but just to sit there and just tee off if they if they can get in the puck. So and I saw Colorado kind of taking that opportunity away from him um, as much as they could. You know, they knew the Blues were were, were you know, when when the opportunity when Hoffman was on, you could see Colorado trying to take that pass away to Hoffman. Um, but the thing is that you just you just keep that 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 opportunity out there, and sooner or later it's going to open up, and uh, and it did. So on the uh, and I, I told somebody uh, I, I couldn't. I can't speak enough about how this is the way the Blues should use Hoffman. Just at this way on the power play, you don't have to play him a ton five on five. Uh, but you can mix and match lines. You can you can whatever uh, mix and match uh, matchups against other teams to get the best matchups five on five. But uh, he shines on the power play. I playing the entire two minutes on the power play. Mm-hmm. If you, you, know, want. you know you know what annoyed me tonight, and and this is uh, going along with what you're saying. The second power play unit, I thought, not only because they scored a couple goals, well, they scored the first one, Hoffman scored the second one, but let's face it, he's part of the second power play unit that was in the middle of a line change. Why not, when they, when they, uh, when Joe's took that penalty late in the third period, I was like, start the second unit. Hmm. The second unit has looked so much better than the first unit. Uh, Hoffman looked good, Dunn looked good. Um, uh, uh, everybody, uh, Schwartz, I think, is on the second unit now, and, and he's he was looking good. I thought 
play that second unit first. And if they don't score, then put the first unit out for the last minute. Um, and I was a little disappointed when they started the, uh, the first unit because why not? If your second unit's clicking, use them. Use them as your first unit. Well, I mean, why is your power play any different than your five-on-five five strategy? If your second unit's clicking, play them as your first unit. Let them go out there, see what they can do. If they can't do it, then, yeah, put out put out the other unit. Put out the O'Reilly unit. Um, I just don't I, – I didn't understand that. But then, of course, you know, Hoffman slides out there uh, as part of the second unit while the first unit's basically still on the ice, and he scores the goal. And I thought, man, you get another power play? Damn, you have – got to get that second unit back out there because they are clicking right now and uh and hoffman looks great out there i mean he he's uh as i think derek said in the chat earlier he's been the best uh free agent or i'm sorry uh trade deadline acquisition so far for anybody and we'll we'll talk about the trade deadline stuff in a second here but uh, i thought this game ended up being a really good game it was back it was back and forth yeah, granted we got owned in the second period uh, but like I said, I, I did. I personally didn't think the Blues played terrible in the second. I had was more of a uh, of a thing of Colorado playing playing really really well. Um, but with that said, uh, uh, I thought this game. I mean, we had a chance. We damn near tied it a couple times uh, uh, late in the third. So, I mean, we were right there, even with a with a period where we got owned. Uh, so, um, I. This, this is gonna. I mean, so next week when we play Colorado three times, this, that that I mean, assuming if Arizona gets hot again, uh, that could be our season. So uh, we'll we'll see how they play. And actually, if we do make the playoffs, these cluster of games we play against Colorado, it's like a mini three game series right here against Colorado in this in this coming week. So if we can win one or two of those games, I mean, that's I mean, based on how Colorado can play, that's asking. That seems like that's asking a lot, but I thought the the Blues were right there at the end of this game, so um, you never know um, if they can play a, a nice clean game. Uh, uh, maybe they maybe they can uh, squeak one out against Colorado, and, and uh, you know, and if they can beat them a couple times, get some confidence in the playoffs. Mm. Uh, if they can make it, um, you know, I mean, you never know. But um, yeah, the the big key this week, you know, maybe. You know, I'm trying to trying to get the schedule pulled up here, um, but we have uh, Arizona on Saturday, right? That that's that's big, the game you have to win. Big game. Ar- yeah. Arizona's f- lost five in a row. Uh, afternoon game for some reason today, and they dropped it to Minnesota. Um, yeah, that was weird. You've, I, I, yeah. I Someone said that Arizona lost. I'm like, what? <laughs> Is that from last yeah. night? <laughs> last night, what happened? What a miss! So, so you you absolutely have to win that game. You, you can't be the game that they get their confidence back. You you have to go out and and just take it to them. And I think if the Blues play the way that they did in the first period and can establish a lead, and then just focus on being defensively sound and not get pushed around in the second period. Um, cause I, th- I think that's going to be a key if they're going to do anything in the playoffs is to balance out, not having that shit second period, the, you know, try to try to write that negative 15 goal differential, um, in the second period. 
but but yeah, you know, we play. They said we play Colorado three times in ten days. Got to. I, I think four times. if there's four times. Well, yeah. tonight so, and then three next week. Yeah. 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 So you've you've got to win at least one of those games if you're ever going to have any confidence going up against them in a playoff series. And that's that's likely who we would get. I'm there. So I guess I guess to uh, for for some people I guess they uh, they're so upset that about the Blues losing, they may want to drown their sorrows in some beer. So why not drown your sorrows from tonight's game in some centerized brewery beer? Centerized Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey inspired beers such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA their rotating pale ale series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game, or any game. Visit centereyesbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery. Let's go blues. Please drink responsibly. Bill made a comment uh, during the break that uh, my my sorrows sounded like Soros. Very kind of Canadian. I, 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 there are a couple words that I say that sound Canadian. I don't. It's just the way it goes. I don't know. Sorry. Sorry. I do say I I I said on the show before that I used to say it joking around. I'd say sorry, and now I say it without thinking. Sorry. So that's, that's the way it goes. That's life. Uh, so the trade deadline came and went uh, this week. Uh, Jr. and the Blues did did nothing, um, which is not. I mean, was not a surprise. Well, it wasn't a surprise to me. I know a lot of people wanted the Blues to uh, to sell some players. Uh, get the free agents maybe that they would not be keeping in the offseason to get something for them. Um, so uh, JR had a nice article on, on uh, 10 reasons why the Blues didn't make any moves. So he makes a bunch of good points there. But So uh, what do you guys think about uh, the Blues not making any moves at the deadline? Were you, uh, did you want to see that? Did you want to see them uh, like move Hoffman or move Bozak um, since uh, those guys are not, you know, Probably not going to be with the team next season, likely. Uh, what, what were your thoughts, Bill? Go ahead. Um, I, was, I I think Jr. You know summed it up very well in that article. Um, and really, when Robert Thomas went down with the injury, at that point, there's no way you're going to trade Mike Hoffman. You don't you don't have somebody who's in the hopper who can come in and replace him. You know, in, in terms of a prospect, um, you've you've got to if, if you have a chance you you have to keep you know the the guy that you have and unless you can unless there's somebody out there who's like let's make a hockey trade one for one but you're not going to get that with with a Hoffman type player who's who's known to have had a bad season so what would you say bill to someone who says it doesn't matter that that Hoffman got hurt or Hoffman getting hurt is all the more reason to Ta- uh, Thomas, you mean Tom, Thomas. sorry, Th- Thomas getting hurt is all the more reason to sell, to get rid of Hoffman. Uh, we're gonna face Colorado in the first round anyway and get whooped anyhow. So what's the point? Well, I mean, because there's a lot of that out there too. 
about people who are just wanting to throw the towel in the season. They don't like the way the Blues are playing the season, and they just they don't like the matchup in the first round against Colorado, and they're giving up, and they just want to just get rid of players. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're you've been posting the money puck odds, right? We went from what five point six percent to just just know, last week. week. Yeah, before right, the straight. to forty point two percent yesterday. I mean, just they they are very likely to to make the playoffs. I mean, the the Kings and the Coyotes are the teams that are would likely catch the Blues. Um, the Kings trade Jeff Carter. You know, they they sold, um, and as they should have, as they should have, right, right. They're getting their asses kicked by Vegas tonight. It's four to one right now. Um, and um, you know Phoenix, Arizona. I, I I will never get over calling them Phoenix, um, but they've lost five in a row. As we've noticed. And, uh, as we've noticed. Yeah. I, <laughs> shit. Just because they moved to Glendale, and I don't know Glendale from Phoenix, they're always going to be Phoenix to me. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the Blues are very likely to make the playoffs, and I want them to have the best shot when they get there and you know if if you could if you could have found like if there was a team that was super desperate and you can get a first round pick for Mike Kaufman okay trade him uh, yeah. but that's not going to happen yeah there's and, a... and that's basically what army said like we valued our players yeah. higher than other people were willing to pay that's fine yeah Hundred percent, uh, Derek. I think Kurt, you're getting ready to mention Derek's yeah. comment here on yeah. YouTube. Uh, he he asked, "Would we have gotten a first for Hoffman?" I think if if that was on the table, I think Armstrong would have pulled his trigger. I did too, and said, mm-hmm. "I, you know, even with the Thomas injury, I think he would have said, well, we've got guys who've stepped in before, like a, a Mackenzie McCackern. Where's your source, or even a shut up, or even a." Uh, uh, <laughs> Even a Dakota Joshua, you know, guys who could step in and play that role, uh, you know, on a fourth line and you bump up a guy like Clifford or or whoever. I think he takes that trade. Um, But he made a comment, uh, Doug Armstrong did, about how he didn't have any meaningful calls for three dates. And I think that to me, that means maybe there were some inquiries about Hoffman, but there was nothing that was exciting and and listen i know that for the longest time before the cup run i was doug armstrong's biggest critic but i think he's a guy you know having said that i think if he has a chance to move a guy he's gonna do it you know for for the right price and i just don't think the right price was ever there for mike hoffman and he just figured hey we've got robert thomas injured if mike hoffman can catch fire that I, I hate to make the reference here, but it's like we made a trade if Mike Hoffman can step in and start scoring goals. So it's like we acquired a guy at the deadline. And again, having seen what he did tonight and hopefully what we'll see through the rest of the season, getting Bill 40 goals. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Hey, in a cup run, it could happen. We yeah, right. You know, if if we have a cup little, run like little, nineteen where you go seven games in three series, he could get forty. Little do people know, Bill meant that Hoffman was gonna get forty Combined. goals over the regular season and playoffs. Combined. That'd be funny if he hit forty in the in the cup final, wouldn't it? 
exactly. <laughs> I did not specify. He get he can get hot and get like 23, 24 in the regular season here, and then uh, and then get about uh, what 17, 18 in the playoffs. Yeah, I'd prefer the other way around. That'd be a lot. That'd be a lot. But still. He, he gets he gets like 17 in uh, in the regular season, and then he gets like 20. What would that yeah, be? Yeah, 23. <laughs> in the playoffs, that'd that be would, fantastic. That would have to be a record. What's the most record? What's the record for most goals in the playoffs? I mean, it's it's got to be. It's not. I think it's twenty three. Is it really? That's a that's a lot. I could uh, be wrong. Because Joe Sackick, I'm going to say Joe Sackick has the record. Uh, if every series wins seven games, it's I'm, got it. I'm thinking it's an Oiler. I mean, that uh, makes yeah. more sense. Good right? guess. Good guess. Yari Curry. I'm going to look it up. Go ahead. Keep going. Anyway, I was going to say, well, as far as my take on the no moves thing goes, I think absolutely the way to go. Uh, I, 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 before the deadline ended, I was like, I, I don't think that moves going to be made just because of the, the, the Thomas injury and wanting to have weapons to make the playoffs after the three games. It was funny how the, 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 my thinking was with, with conversations with people on Twitter and then to, to see uh, uh, JR and to hear, uh, Armstrong's comments after the draft was over, uh, after the uh, trade deadline was over, uh, as far as why no trades are made, and some of what he said reflected back on what I was thinking and uh, talking about with other people. And then JR's article, too, kind of reflected on that as well and kind of mashed a few things. So that was kind of, it was neat to see that some people were on the same page with the stuff. But uh, so I, 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 real quick, before, before you keep going, I just want to say uh, most playoff goals. Uh, Bill, 21, you were half 21, right. 21, 21. Uh, it's Yari Curry and Rick Reggie Ames. Leach. Oh. oh. Reggie Leach. Uh, both of them had 19 mm. in their playoff years. Uh, Yari Curry was 84-85, so that was with the Oilers. Yeah. And uh, Joe Sackick, which, you know, I'm going to give myself a little credit here. He is the lone player to take third. Uh, he has 18 in one playoff year. So, Bill, we were both close. You were much closer. <laughs> prices right rules, I win. Yay! Yeah, you do. You win. Yeah, it's always prices right rules. Uh, so, come yeah, and I've said this before, but coming into this season, you know, this team was a Stanley Cup contender. Okay. So after the the subpar season the Blues have had up until recently, when they started playing better, and let's be honest, tonight they played overall. How they played a good game against a really good team. Um, I think but, they win that game against 29 other teams. Yeah, I mean, I think they do too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think they get whooped in the second by like they did uh, against a lot of other teams either. So I think that right. their first. I think, it's I, think, Vegas, I think if they Vegas play and that Colorado way, are the team. maybe yeah. I wasn't even going to say Vegas. I think Tampa Bay really? is the other team. Really, but I think I think they play that way against Vegas. They're going to win. But coming into the season, so they were a Stanley Cup contender. Everyone, this was like a, this is a popular consensus, right? So, uh, and the, the season just did not go as expected. Uh, all the injuries uh, really screwed things up, and then they just didn't get back on track when they got a lot of guys back for a while. So, uh, but now recently, uh, in before the three-game win streak, they were playing better hockey the, the previous three or four games, except for the outlier with Vegas where they got whooped. But uh, so they, but they were, so the the turnaround was kind of you could I mean you could hope and tell it was coming, and so they they ran off three in a row, uh, had some really good games, uh, an exciting win against Minnesota, the last second finish, which was great, um, in a big game. So the team is finally playing the way that you 
pretty much ex- hoped they would and expected them to during the season. And then going into the, the trade deadline, it didn't make a lot of sense to me to then give up on that team at that point, especially when they had just got back into the play. They were in fourth place ahead of Arizona. They, their, their play got them there. So, you know, the team could continue on this run. They played like like we just we said they, they played pretty good tonight overall. So they the, the tonight wasn't a setback in their overall play. I didn't think too much. Um, no. So if they got they I mean now if the four to one deficit turned into a seven to one loss at the end, then you're like okay they couldn't stop the bleeding. They or couldn't even, come back. Even if it stayed four to one. Yeah, the fact I get that it. They were able to yeah. mount a comeback. Right. I think. Yes. proves that they can hang with the avalanche. Yeah, and, and so and, and 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 you know every season you hear people say that near trade deadline that we should trade so and so and trade for whoever and to make room for a couple kids currently in the minors or whatever. You hear it every year from a, a certain segment of fans, and sometimes it makes sense. But man, it's a, it's always a lot of people just saying every year, even no matter no matter how good you are. So it's like uh, it's like those people want to be constantly be in a rebuilding mode, and th- this team right now, uh, you know, is is in that cup window. Uh, I mean, granted, we're not. I mean, our chance in the playoffs against Colorado are, are not very good, but still, like it or not, we are in a window of opportunity for this team where we are should be cup contenders. Should be uh, at least coming in the season. And I I don't think you sell when you're in a playoff spot when those were your expectations coming into the season. I just don't because because this and, team is capable of playing the way they're playing recently over the long haul, I think. So I don't think you get you abandon that. And if you lose players in the offseason, you know, like if you lose Bozak, if you lose Hoffman, so be it. That's the cost of the business when you want when you're a playoff team. That's just the way it works. You just can't constantly and, be just always selling people and then taking a step back and trying to rebuild every year like people some people want to do. I, I also think that if the Coyotes were on some streak, if they were on like eight wins in a row and, you know, the Kings hadn't just sold Jeff Carter, maybe, you know, maybe you look at that and you say, well, they're in the playoff spot now, but there's a great chance they're going to get caught. Well, the Kings sold Jeff Carter. Um, Minnesota, they just beat them two games in a row. Uh, they look beatable. Um you know, Colorado San Jose is actually dirt. better. I was just going to interject real quick. They just have the standings up. San Jose is in a better playoff position than LA now. So, oh wow, well there you go. And uh, Arizona has lost uh, what five in a row now. So yeah. you're looking at it as you know you look at it as a whole, and you say, yeah, maybe the Blues lost seven in a row, and they just won three. But that seven-game losing streak is more who this team is. Well, the Coyotes are struggling. Minnesota was just beaten fairly handedly by the Blues, even though one game took overtime. Um, I think you look at everything as a whole and you say, "Well, why sell? Why sell right now?" You know, you if you have a chance to even make the playoffs, and, and I want to uh, comment on on Brian Roberts's. Uh, message here on YouTube is making the playoffs the ultimate goal, or is it to win the cup with this team? If we were not in playoffs last five years, getting the playoffs is a win playing five games in may is not the goal. And I agree 100% Brian, but the way that I look at it is 
and and you know, I know that this is kind of a cliche now in the NHL. Once you're in the dance, anything can happen. Um, the LA Kings won the Stanley Cup as the eighth seed. The Edmonton Oilers back in 2006, they went to the Stanley Cup final as an eighth seed and went seven games with the Carolina Hurricanes. We lost to I San mean, Jose as the number one seed. I mean, yeah, I, you never know what could happen. You never know. And, so if you can make the playoffs and, and just, even if it's just sliding in by your skin, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, uh, 2010, 2009 against the Blackhawks, they literally, it took a shootout win in the final day of the regular season for them to make the playoffs. And they went to the Stanley cup final game six or game seven against the Blackhawks. And it took overtime for them to lose to the Patrick Kane goal. I mean, it's, you look at all of these things and you say, yes, I know it's unlikely. You look at the Avalanche, you look at the Golden Knights, and you say, man, they are on good runs. They are a good team. But And, and I don't know how the conference finals are going to work, but you might have to play the Tampa Bay Lightning in the conference final. And I know that is is a glaring issue. But you never know. This team goes on a run like they did in those final three games uh, before the trade deadline. You never know what could happen. And I think Doug Armstrong has to consider that. So, yes, while Bill and I were talking last week that they should sell, 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 and I still stand by the fact that if you get a good deal for Mike Hoffman or Jaden Schwartz or Tyler Bozak, you take it. But from what Doug Armstrong said, and you have to trust him on his word that he's not just making shit up, that they didn't have any meaningful calls for three days, you're not what? just going to trade them to trade them. Why, Why would, not what? use them as assets? And and it was a certain account on Twitter stated that Doug Armstrong was lying. You know, they had inside info that he had significant That's offers for Hoffman. It's just not true. No, it's not true at all. And And the thing is that Doug Armstrong doesn't, I mean, he has a history of, why would he lie? He has not lied in the past. All he had to say was, we had some significant offers for some players, but we decided that we wanted to stand pat or that we decided they weren't enough, you know, of what we wanted for them. That's all I had to say. He didn't, he didn't have to, I mean, why would he say, no, we haven't had significant offers? So people making claims about, I don't know why they would make claims to the contrary. Just a weird thing. But you know, Armstrong has a history of after the draft, after the uh, deadline, he's come out and said when he is at offers, when he hasn't, you know, he said that before. I, uh, why would he, why would he just, why would he say he didn't have offers this time when he, if he did, that makes no sense to me. Yeah. I, I know uh, Derek, uh, Derek in the YouTube chat made a comment earlier about, um, uh, uh, do you play Wallman? Because if he keeps playing, uh, he's eligible for uh, uh, getting picked up by I Seattle. I don't think Seattle so takes maybe him. You, maybe you play Mikola instead because they're not going to take a guy like him. That was his comment. I'm just saying, I honestly, at this point, um, what is it? Uh, it? You can have a certain amount of defensemen and forwards, or you can keep, was it seven players total? Is that what it is? Something like that. I haven't looked at it recently. I, f- I forgot the number. At this point, uh, I would rather go with the total number of players, and I would ask Seattle to take a defenseman. I'm I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, I hate every defenseman on this team. 
I think you keep Pareko and you kind of roll the dice and see what else happens. I said last week, and I still think this, I don't like the size of the Blues defense. I think you, if you can retool that defense a little bit while you're on the fly and maybe even make a couple offensive depth moves here and there, this is still a Stanley Cup team. And I and they still might be this year. Maybe they're going to prove me wrong. But um, I think that uh, this team still has what it takes, and the core that's still here can still get it done. It's just a matter of of figuring out some minor moves here and there. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm not worried. Yeah, I agree with you, Kurt. I don't think Wallman's going anywhere with Seattle. No, I don't think I don't think, I don't even think McCullough would be going – um, no, but I would say Dunn would if go. you can, I Dunn would if go in you a can entice them yeah. to take a defenseman and free up some salary, but, I would be all for but, it. Go but ahead. Dunn's an RFA anyway, so he's going to have to yeah. resign and whatever uh, before the the draft. Um, so I, I I think I think Seattle would take him in a second. I think he's the perfect uh, type defenseman for a. Uh, an expansion team. He can be an exciting player. Um, he's not expensive. You know, that's a, that's a win-win for me uh, if I'm an expansion team. Um, but uh, what you guys were saying uh, last week, uh, you said that you were big on selling for the Blues last week. That was when they lost seven straight. So, yeah. and, and to me, they, you know, and they they had won three straight since up until tonight. And to me, it was that close for me. If 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 we had, you know, hadn't played that well, and maybe won two out of three, not even won three out of three, um, and we were sitting one point out of the playoffs of the trade deadline, you know, I I, I, I wouldn't have it, – it's that close for me. I, I think the fact that, that we won three straight and we're playing better, just this three games, a small sample size, these three games, that's that was enough for me to push me over the edge to say, let's go – let's just let's keep the team the way it is, and let's see what this team can do as is. I know that the, the matchup against Colorado is not a good one, but yeah, I, I will, I, I would love for the blues to make the playoffs and play Colorado in the first round and just to see how it pans out because I'd love the matchup. It'd be a, it'd be a really, it'd be an impressive, impressive win. If the blues were to match up with Colorado and somehow beat them in the, in the first round, then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, one game, seven game series, all of a sudden, the entire hockey world's like oh, the Blues just beat the Cup favorites in the first round. Yeah, and, oh my God! I want to. I want to ask Bill. I, I definitely. Yeah, Bill. I want. I want you to comment on this too because obviously we had some strong thoughts last week, but I feel like though that even though it was just three games, um, now I will say, even if if Doug Armstrong would have bought. At the deadline, I would have been like, no, 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 yeah, no. What are you doing? Unless it's a but tweak. It's a it tiny was, tweak. It tiny was tweak, for maybe. Me, yeah. Like like I said, I was looking for – Backup goalie? talked about this backup goalie? on Monday. Backup Bill goalie. mentioned the backup goalie. Yeah. If I, we would have gotten some kind of replacement for Oscar Sundquist on the third and fourth line, that wouldn't have bothered me either. That would have been fine. But, like, yeah, if it would have been a Taylor Hall or anyone else – uh, you know, kind of high end that would have bothered me. Um, but I will say w- whether if, if, if he would have sold, I would have still been like, yeah, okay, that's fine. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he did that in a couple of years ago with Paul Stassi to Winnipeg. Uh, the blues are still in a playoff spot when he did that. And it was just, you know what? 
go ahead and get some assets for the future. And it would have been the same thing this year. It would have been like, yeah, go ahead and sell your your well, UFAs. That's fine. Also, but the fact that he didn't, I'm happy with. Because either way, either one of those decisions, I'm good with. It's just a matter yeah. of he didn't buy. And I think that is what I was most excited about. You know, when 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 they when they got rid of Stasny at the deadline, when we were like a bubble playoff team, uh, people were comparing, oh, well, he did it then. He should do it now. You know, what, same thing. I'm like, yeah, okay. The core of that team hadn't just won a cup, you know, the, the, yeah. a couple of years. And the, the, that team, yeah, uh, going into the season, they were supposed to be good, but they underachieved and didn't make the playoffs in the end. But, but still, the core of this team had won a cup two seasons, the last full season of the NHL, and they were cup contenders coming into this season. So that's a, it's a, it's, I understand what people are trying to do. I don't think it's the same at all because of the makeup of that team had not won a cup prior. So that's, that's the difference for me. Yeah. And, and you also have to remember anytime you're talking trades, there have to be two parties involved that have, have the same interest in making a deal. And per his comments today, there just, there wasn't a whole lot of serious interest. The, this is we're still in you know the COVID nineteen era. Teams aren't making revenue, and it's it's tough to justify a buy move. Um, and that's not just you know us wanting to buy potentially, but another team wanting to buy our buy Mike Hoffman. Yeah, his contract's really not that tough to swallow at, at this point. Um, you know it was. Four million this year, and it's most of it's paid at this point. Um, but you you're, you want to get value in return for it. I it just I'm I'm okay that that we stood pat, right? I, going in, I I think I think this team will make the playoffs, and I'm not going to have high expectations for for what they're going to do in the playoffs. But you make a great point. You pull off an upset over Colorado. Who has shit the bed in playoffs in the last few years? You know, maybe this is their year. Maybe this is the year for Colorado to get over the hump. But one key injury throws so much of that team's chemistry off. It. it I just you're right. It, it will make teams make everybody stand up and take notice. Hey, a recent Stanley Cup champion just knocked off the you know everybody's darling. Let's let's pay more attention to them. That that's interesting. You know, you know what? And that that okay. So and that's and that's a that's a thing too. Is oh well, I guess Colorado's not ready, or they need to retool because this Blues team that you know won a cup in the past a couple of years ago, you know, stepped it up in the playoffs and knocked them off. I mean, I'm not I'm not predicting that. I'm not saying that's likely, uh, but I'm saying it's possible. And uh, you never know. Like Jeff said, it's a seven game series. Uh, you got to win four out of three, uh, four out of seven. So you win four, the other team wins three, close series, you move on. I mean, it's not like you have to beat a team seven zero. You know, you you got to you, you you trade off wins and then you win the last one, whatever. Um, so. <sighs> I think that um, the we went over uh, we went over all this stuff. Went over uh, Hoffman Dunn, 
Uh, didn't talk about Schwartz Mutz. Uh, Thomas Factor. Um, gosh, we're all the way down to playoffs. Talked about that. Man. We're almost really we went through. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, all right. all right. So, Jeff, Jeff is uh, going to be disciplined right here. Um, this is unacceptable behavior, detrimental to the brand. And you can fuck right off. <laughs> all right. Bill, I have one thing to say to you. Woo! Well, so that's funny because when the when the when the woo is brought up in any any social media thread, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, uh, people will talk about oh how much they hate the woo, and everyone everyone joins in. Yeah, I can't stand it. And there's that one jackass that posts the Ric Flair woo, you know, and he thinks it's being <laughs> original and funny. He's like, oh, I'll post the woo. It's like, yeah, it's been done a million times, dude. So anyway, so. Uh, I haven't, I mean, there haven't been a ton of fans at Blues games, yeah, a few thousand there. I haven't heard the woo in, 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 uh, in Blues, at Blues games on TV. I have. You have you? I have. Okay. I haven't noticed it. Oh yeah. But in Cardinals games, there are a few more fans there. It's like half capacity yeah. at Bush stadium. And, uh, it's, it's prevalent. It's like every game, uh, at some point in the game, a couple times during the game, they just go off. And uh, the broadcasters hate it. The players hate it. 90, 95% of fans hate it. Um, and I, I, I kind of realized today, I, I kind of thought today, gosh, oh, man, what if the woo never goes away? <laughs> what if it's here forever? Like the wave. You know, the wave has been around for decades, right? And, and this is not the, I mean, some people are like, what's the woo? I'm like, are you kidding me? It's, I mean, it's been a problem for like, what? five or six years <laughs> in sporting events, at least. You know, I, uh, okay. So I hate the wave and I've stated that my whole life. Even when I was a kid, I used to be like, what the fuck? Pay attention to the game. Like even in baseball games, I'm like, pay attention to what's going on in the field. Why? Like I used to watch people like they'd be like watching for those watching the YouTube video. They're like this, like watching for the wave to come around. And it's like, Watch the fucking play, you moron. What if a ball's hit right at your head? And and I hated it, and I still do. Like, when I'm at the game, I'm like, pay attention to what your team's doing. But I will say, um, the woos here, I mean, the, uh, the, the wave is here to stay. It's not going anywhere, unfortunately. It's not what it used to uh, be. It's it, not. Yeah, but, you, you and saw it. And, if, and I don't notice it nearly at all with hockey games anymore. No. Nah, which is great. No. Nah. I see it at baseball games. That's about yeah, it. But you know what? Back in the day, back in the 80s, I think, there, there's some video on YouTube somewhere. But, but in, a, in a really big stadium, in a packed stadium, uh, back in the day with the cookie cutter oval sta round stadiums where right, all, right. all the stadiums, all fans all the way around, there was no cool cutouts and things where the fans are all on one side or no, now feel whatever. It was all the way around. If, and when there's some video of every fan, almost every fan doing the wave and there's a, the, the cameras panning out looking at it is actually kind of impressive to watch everybody do it. It's kind of cool. But, uh, but being at a game, I, it's annoying. I don't want to stand up and do the whole, I just, whatever. No, I don't either. I, no. I'm watching the game. I want to enjoy the game. I want to, you know, yeah. I want to celebrate when my team gets ahead or makes a good defensive play. Yeah. But um, anyway, no, I, uh, I hate the woo. Don't get me wrong. I know that I, I, I'm the one who's sitting here doing it right now, but I, uh, I don't like the woo either. 
I just, I'm starting to get to the point where I'm thinking, you're right, Kurt. It's probably not going anywhere. I mean, it's, what is it, still the Flyers who have it part of their goal celebration. Well, you know, like uh, <laughs> when, when the Blues announce it, it's either the Flyers or the Bruins. I can't remember which one. But when the Blues announce a goal, it's, you know, uh, goal scored by uh, number 61, Corey Stillman. I don't know why he was the first one that came to mind. But, um, you know, and then everybody cheers. For Philadelphia or Boston or whoever it is, they literally announce the goal and the mm-hmm. assist, yeah. and then they go, woo! And then the rest of the it's crowd Boston. goes, woo! And here's the here's Boston. The, Boston. Yeah. Always, and and it so is, for me... Everything shitty about sports starts in Boston. <laughs> that's a good point. So for me, as much as I hate to admit this, I'm just trying to, like, teach myself to just allow that that's part of sports now. That's well, just how it's going to be, and I just need to ignore it, it from now on. Everyone hates it. Like Everyone except those doing it hates it. And, and and the blues okay the the blues are are guilty of inciting back when back uh, before the pandemic they would randomly put Ric Flair up on the screen late in the game and do the woo and then oh of course fans got a woo for the next ten minutes right uh, so and so the, the blues the blues are guilty of of egging people on too and like promoting it so and I'm sure their other teams do the same thing and I don't know why they do that because. It's not a it's not a popular thing, you know. Fans hate it. Now, now, who who said this? Was it you, Jeff, or somebody said that if they did some kind of an organized thing, where they brought it up on on screen and and they had they had everybody do the woo at one time, and then that was it. That's fine. It's the it's the it's the annoying sitting there watching a game and just out of the blue for no reason, not prompted by anything on the ice. Some jackass in the row behind me just screams top of his lungs, "Woo!" right in my ear, and I'm like, and then all of a sudden you got drunk people uh, echoing him for uh, the next few minutes, and it's like, why? What are you doing? That was not me because I know how drunk people function. Even if they were just like, "We're going to do this one time," I know idiots after are going to do that the rest of the game. It's, so there's it's, no way that would work. And I mean, it's, I almost feel stupid bitching about it because I mean, I've been bitching about it for how long now? And uh, but it's, but yeah, on social media, it's it's every time the woo happens on on the broadcast, which is almost every day, it seems like. Uh, people bitch about it. And the broadcast, I mean, McLaughlin complained about it uh, sarcastically on the air the other night during the Cardinals game. He was like, oh, I'm sure the oh, fans yeah. at home. He, he brought it. He, he actually it. said woo into the microphone. He said, I'm sure the fans at home love hearing the woo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he that was it awesome. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, I mean, I don't know what people are thinking when they do it. I, I, I mean, are you trying to be obnoxious? Are you, just, are you thinking that it's cool and fun? Because it ain't. I mean, it might be fun for you, but you're kind of, kind of disturbing the experience for like everybody else. It's kind of a jackass thing to do, asshole thing to do. But whatever. Anyway, that's me. That shit needs to stop. <laughs> it's, I, but it, but it might not ever because it might be here forever. Yeah, how are you gonna stop people from doing it? How are you gonna stop them? You can't. Um, any uh, any other? Uh, Chat comments we got. Um, Brian Roberts says, uh, if you guys can't tell him, I'm a severe pessimist. 
which uh yeah he yeah he's yeah he's been posting a lot about yeah. uh oh here it is yeah 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 he i mentioned the expansion rules earlier it says seven forwards three d men or four and four or four um, and four that doesn't, uh, that doesn't i i thought it was seven forwards and three d and then there was like one less like it was like nine total players and uh and one goalie i could be wrong on that i i meant i meant to look it up and i never did uh kurt go ahead and uh let's 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 do some vamping here go oh. ahead and there's some more uh, i was just gonna say on on that point earlier about um you know do the blues play jake wallman i <sighs> I love Jake Wallman's game. I love watching watching it evolve, and I would love to see him here long term. Um, you know, I've been you know a big fan of him, former Providence College Friar, um, and love that. If the Blues are worried about protecting him in the expansion draft, given his place in the depth chart at the beginning of the season, um, I, I think that's probably misplaced priorities. Um, you have to, you have to, you know, expect that somebody's going out. Um, you know, a guy who came into the season is probably your, you know, eighth or ninth guy. He's he's making a great impression, but. But as an organization, you, you can't you can't say he's untouchable. And you know, if if he's giving this team, you know, again, I I want this team to get to the playoffs. And if he him being in the lineup every night gets the Blues, gives the Blues the best chance to make the playoffs, then I want him in the lineup, even if that means he, he could possibly be exposed. There there are going to be a million Jake Wallman type players eligible for for the expansion draft i mean we talked yeah. about it earlier shane gostaspear went through waivers and nobody claimed him um montreal tried to do the same thing with victor mete and ottawa took him but montreal doesn't need victor mete anymore they they made a couple of great um depth moves um they got john merrill off of detroit pretty cheap um, they brought, I forget, they brought somebody else in, but Mete, Mete, uh, I think overplayed his hand, uh, in Montreal. There, there are going to be a ton of defensemen there. If Jake Wallman gets picked great for him as an organization, I don't think that you can, you can necessarily manage, you know, him. Yeah. Mikkel is another great option. Um, and you know, so maybe you could trade them off games here or there, but right now I think Jake Wallman is adding something to this team. You just don't want him out of the lineup and okay, on, any, on the NHL risk teams, you might lose him. NHL teams can protect seven forwards, three defensemen and one goalie or eight skaters and one goalie. Um, even though that's two less players, I'm going eight skaters route with this team right now. That's that's what I want to see. Well, uh, when we be uh, our show prior to the uh, expansion draft, we'll we'll well, I'm sure we'll have our lists and break this down oh, as yeah. far as we want to do. But I, I haven't really mapped it out in detail yet, and with what I'm what I'm thinking yet. But um, so uh, Jason Miller in the uh, YouTube chat says, um, "What's depressing is there's just no way the Blues can hang with Colorado or Vegas in a seven game series. I want to be in the playoffs, but it could be really ugly. I disagree." Uh, that too. there's no way we can hang with Colorado or Vegas. 
Um, I, 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 I'm just not a, I'm not a blanket statement kind of guy. I'm not a, there's no way this, or there's, it's impossible for the blues to do this. There's no chance for this. Um, they, I, I mean, the blues could have won this game tonight and they, and they can beat Colorado in the playoffs, whether they will or not, who knows? Are they likely to probably not, but, uh, I mean, upsets happen literally all the time in the Stanley cup playoffs. You know, you know what I I remember in 2000 when the Sharks beat the Blues. I remember in Game Seven because remember the uh, the Sharks had a 3-1 lead. The Blues came back, uh, won Games uh, Five and Six, forced to Game Seven. I remember even on NHL.com, they they posted the the next series um, the next series schedule ahead of Game Seven, and very first take. They didn't even list the Sharks as a possibility. Yeah, it was Blues versus this team in game in in round two, and it's because everybody looked at that and said, "Blues have come back. There's no way the Sharks win this game in Game Seven in St. Louis." Which at the time the Blues were an excellent home team. Um, same thing, I'm sure, when the Sharks upset the Red Wings in what was that '94. When they they won that series in Game Seven, there is no way anybody picked the Sharks to beat the Red Wings that year. The Red Wings had like 116 points, and the Sharks had like 82 points. I mean, and you know no what? way, and you never know what could happen in a seven game series. You and just never know. I, I don't. I don't even think. I, I don't even think this is. I mean, Colorado's a great team, but I don't even think this is a, as stark a, a difference between. Uh, between these teams as it was in, in, and we're talking like, you know, upsets of all greatest upsets of all time in the Stanley cup playoffs. This wouldn't right. be that. I mean, the blues were a cup no. favorite coming in and they were legit. I mean, I, I, I guess it depends on, on which team you think the blues really are. Do you think the blues really are the team that uh, for most of the season, or do you think that uh, if they finish the season, the way they've been playing recently, right? Like very well. If they finish out the rest of the way, are they that team? So it depends on which side of the fence you fall on. Um, I'd I'd rather be hot going into the playoffs than hot in the first half of the season. I don't know, but uh, I I really do. Uh, I'm not I, like I said, I'm not. I hate blanket statements. I'm not an absolute guy as far as that's concerned because uh, you never know what's going to happen. And again, this is not a David and Goliath situation. This is a team that's favored over another team, and that's that's about it. Yeah. The way I think about it, you know, looking at it, I mean, Vegas is just, just running up. Petro just scored in it, just a, a, a silly goal, a deflection about 30 feet out and just flutters into the upper corner. Uh, they're, they're laying it on LA tonight and they're playing balls to the wall. Every time you see Vegas, they're playing balls to the wall you have to think that that's going to take a toll. If if a team can stretch them in a seven game series, they've been playing this game this way the whole whole season. Not not that I'm advocating for a team to to not try and give their best every night, but you, you you're not going to be able to do this through an entire regular season and playoffs. It, it it would be a superhuman effort to have this kind of thing, and I think that's what Colorado and Vegas are both trying to do. So they may I, I will be right say, for getting knocked off. 
I will say, I, Avalanche scaring the playoffs. I I don't know. Maybe I'm oh, just way too much too. of an optimist. Uh, I I've said since day one, give me the Blues over the Golden Knights in the playoffs. I I want the Blues to play the Golden Knights in round one. I want to see that matchup because I. I think in a seven-game series, especially the way the Blues are now, like if the playoffs ended right now, I'd pick Blues in six. Um, I just, I maybe I'm just too much of a Blues fan. I'm being a Blueser here, but I just, I feel like the way the Blues play, it, when they play their best, I think their best is better than the Golden Knights' best. But maybe that's just me. You know, okay, how many times have have – like really, really good teams had a mediocre regular season. They get in the playoffs. You know, they're 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 like they won a couple a couple of years ago. You know, uh, this is this is not a new thing. This is the thing that people talk about a lot. That okay, well they 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 know what it takes to win in the playoffs, right? They know, you know, okay, come the end of the season, they'll they'll get ramped up for the playoffs because again, in the NHL, half the teams make the playoffs. So they just got to make the playoffs and get ramped up and playing good hockey come playoff time, and they, and then they 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 shine as in the playoffs. I'm not saying that the Blues are that team, but uh, I'm not saying the Blues aren't that team either. That they could be this season. They could be. It could be a situation where they just didn't have the pedal down this season. They had injuries to deal with. Um, it, it was the team was a mess for most of the season. Uh, they got healthier. They're playing better now. Playoffs are a month away, less than a month away. So there could be a situation where they're kind of ramping it up for the playoffs. And by the time playoffs start, they're in and they're playing some good hockey. And boom, we're playing Colorado, most likely. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I, I, cause, do you remember those conversations that, 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 you know, oh, well, they don't have to finish first overall. You know, they just got to make the playoffs and they'll be fine. That, that 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 conversation happened a lot with a lot of teams. Chicago, I think, was one of them. Speaking of Chicago, I just I haven't paid attention at all to the Discover Central. I I don't think I've watched a single game in the Discover Central division. <laughs> Chicago is in fifth place, four points behind Nashville. Three yeah. points ahead of Dallas. Stanley Cup finalist Dallas looking very likely not to make the playoffs. That's surprise. That's really surprising the hell out of me. Well, what I yeah, do, they, they I do believe with the deadline, right? I do believe before the season started, I said I didn't expect Dallas to do much this year because I was not a believer in their run last year. No. Well, uh, Bill, how much of the Mass Mutual East have you watched? Very little. I've I've watched mostly mostly Honda West and Scotia North. Um, I I love the Scotia North. But how the fuck did Tim Hortons not get the North? Seriously, how how is it not the the Timmy's North? That, I just uh, had a crazy thought, Bill. What if? Oh, okay. They're going to name the awards. After um, they're they're gonna have sponsors for all the awards, it's gonna be like the Tim Hortons Hart Trophy. Have you heard this, this year? What's your source? 
I don't have a source. Hockey bro. This is off. Hockey bro. The, this is off the. This is off the top of my head. Hockey bro. They're gonna have like a Tim Hortons, uh, uh, Con uh, Smythe, or they're gonna have like a um, oh, what's another big sponsor? Bridgestone. We're gonna have the Bridgestone, uh, Norris Trophy this year. How much you want to bet? That's gonna happen. I, I'd say if if Tim Hortons is gonna sponsor, it's got to be the 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 Calder, the Rookie of the Year, because you know the um, the Timbits uh, that they sponsor all of the uh, um, when the the kids come out and play in between periods in the you know the the markets that they're in. Um, so I'd say you have to go for the youngsters. So that Tim's would totally totally support the Calder Trophy. Tim Horton won the Calder, right? Didn't he? Uh, good question. No. No, I'm looking it up now. He did not. Uh, he finished second in Norris voting twice. So if, I think Great. if Tim Horton is going to sponsor anything, it'll be the Norris. That's think, my guess. Think they'll ever come back to St. Louis, Tim Hortons, after the fiasco? Mm, no. I hope so. No. I, I, I would love it. But no, they're... they were they were supposed to open like thirty or forty of them, weren't they? Something crazy. Yeah. Oh. Well, in in that, yeah, that that was that was yeah. We could do a whole summer show on the missed opportunity. Remember the remember the the, the the Tim Hortons that it was a uh, by you, Bill, in St. Louis, the at your workplace. Right. They, uh, they they gave us some Tim bits to eat on the show. <laughs> Yeah, that was that great. Was awesome. I missed that. I missed that show. That was fantastic. Yeah, mm. I was happy to promote Tim Hortons on the show. They give us free Timbits. Uh, Andrew Tykes Tykeson 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 uh, says in the YouTube chat: Vegas has 14 games remaining. Two versus Minnesota. Two versus Colorado. Two versus St. Louis. And eight are against California teams. So they could overtake Colorado for first, but it would be tight. That'd be I, you know, the way Colorado's playing. I don't know. Maybe you never know. But uh, I, that'd be fun to see Vegas overtake Colorado. Look, they they said tonight that Grubauer could be out because it sounds like he's got yeah he's he's, he's two got weeks. COVID. Yeah, two weeks will be so, out at least. So two weeks of Devin Dubnik uh, could could you, could, you know could sink Colorado pretty and quickly. How what are what are uh, uh, Grubauer's symptoms? You know because a lot of people that have it. Uh, well, not right. a lot, but don't, don't recover. some people that have had it, you know, they may have some symptoms. After two weeks, they're no longer contagious, but they still have lingering symptoms or lingering issues for a while. Right. So and is there one city that you don't want to have lung capacity issues in? <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> right. That's a good point. That's a, that's a Bill, that's why you're on the show. That's a great, great, mm -hmm. great right there. <laughs> yep. That's it. Hey, hey, I can take the rest of the year off. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would. I mean, you know what? And if, Col if if Vegas does overtake Colorado for first, which I don't think will happen, but if they do, um, then that would probably mean, like you were saying, they they were playing balls of the wall the rest of the season. And who knows? Come playoffs. You know that's that's uh, extra uh, exertion that they've experienced that they've had. Now, granted, the Blues probably in the same boat. You know they may have to fend off Arizona. So, well, I mean, that and this is why they play the games, right? I mean, this is why they play the games. This is why play uh, fans watch because nothing's in stone. 
We'll see what happens. And the I mean, they they yeah. could beat Colorado. It's I mean, it's not you know I don't know what what would the odds be? Seventy five percent chance Colorado wins, maybe in the series, ish. I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. So lose maybe twenty five percent chance. I don't know. That's just off the top of my head. So I mean, that's yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody would give them closer to ninety, but uh, I, I mean, I think that's that. Yeah, a they, true handicapping would probably be somewhere in the sixty-seven to seventy-five percent range. I mean, I wouldn't bet money on the Blues to win, but I wouldn't. Uh, oh, I would because you get good odds. That's but. a good point. Good point. I did bet twenty. I, 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 I took it back. I did bet before the season started, but I put twenty on the Blues just to win a cup, just for fun, just see what happened. I think I might win a couple hundred bucks or something. A few hundred bucks. It was like 20 to 1, I think, at the time. So, it's probably worse now. Or it was. Actually, it was probably worse a couple weeks ago. I should have checked the odds. Didn't do that. Uh, they are six points back at present, uh, but about to beat LA. Yeah. So, just four back. Games in hand, though. What's the games in hand situation with uh, Vegas and Colorado? Um, so Colorado's at 43, Vegas will be at 42 after this. So they're four uh, points down with the game in hand. Yep. So, and, I mean. And Colorado missing their, their number one goalie. Yeah. But they do play us. <laughs> Colorado plays us, but, but to, um, you know, uh, who, who said that? Was it Andrew in the chat said yeah. that. Uh, Vegas has got the Californian teams. Yeah. So, and yeah. I mean, LA just came out and shat the bed tonight. Um, and that's, that's the only way you can put it. And that's fine. Let, let, I mean, if Colorado and Vegas want to just beat each other up, trying to win the division, great. You know, just that's fine. But a lot can happen between now and a month. We'll see how teams are playing. I'm not going to predict anything right now because, hell, I mean, the Blues. Could rattle off nine straight going into the playoffs, or they could be they could lose nine straight. I don't know. Uh, Vegas could. They could have a COVID outbreak and it's completely shit the bed. The rest of who knows? I mean, I, so close to the playoffs. This has been a crazy season for the Blues. We'll see how they're playing, and I'll I'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I think that's gonna do it, guys, for our show this week. Uh. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by, in part by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming products. Get 20% off, plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code LGB. There's gold at the end of the rainbow with Manscaped. And by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup to make a reservation in their awesome tap room uh, or to make a reservation in their awesome tap room. While you're there enjoying a number of their fantastic beers, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch the Blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 31 of season 9 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We uh, hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues! Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues! Fuck the avalanche! <laughs>
Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score, they are quite a hockey team, my friend.